the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy Columbus Day. Yeah, we're a little late on that. Uh, We may be a couple of years late, actually, because fewer and fewer people are calling it Columbus Day anymore. And that gets us to why we are talking about him right now. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. And no, it's not because Christopher Columbus is the winner of the award. The winner is the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, for saying this on Columbus Day. Since 1934, every October, the United States has recognized the voyage of the European explorers who first landed on the shores of the Americas. But that is not the whole story. That has never been the whole story. Those explorers ushered in a wave of devastation for tribal nations, perpetrating violence, stealing land, and spreading disease. We must not shy away from this shameful past, and we must shed light on it and do everything we can to address the impact of the past on Native communities today. Yeah, there's some truth in what she says, but she's the vice president of the United States. Uh, And who knows, if not for Christopher Columbus, maybe there would be no United States of America. And think about how many great things this country has done for the world, freed millions of people, uh, lifted billions of people out of poverty, um, allowed hundreds of millions of people, I guess, right here in North America over time to live in the most free country ever imagined. So would it be too much to ask for just uh, to, to just acknowledge that the, the some good came from Chris uh, and a bunch of other guys having the guts uh, to, you know, sail on ships when they had no idea where they were going to end up? And how long were they out there in the Atlantic Ocean on those ships, not knowing whether they half of them thought they were maybe more than half thought they were going to fall off the edge of the earth at any minute? Uh, So she wasn't breaking any new ground there, but she scored the points with the people she needed to score points with. But it really is a moronic take on Christopher Columbus, and we'll have more on that uh, in our next half hour. Uh, Of course, it's another case of judging someone who lived 500 years ago by today's standards. But hey, Christopher also made it possible for Kamala Harris to join a group of people they'll still be talking about 500 years from now, the winners of the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Uh, when we come back uh, in the second half hour, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what some of the uh, indigenous people, what some of their, I don't know, maybe you call them bad habits that they had that were discovered by the evil Europeans when they got here. They weren't all noble savages. And uh, I'll give you some examples in our second half hour. When we come back, inflation. Have you noticed a little bit of that? We'll have David Harsani of the uh, National Review to come on and talk about how that's going to get Joe Biden eventually. He can't avoid it. Stick around. I'm Andy Solomon. If you see something, say something is more than just a slogan. It's how we protect our communities. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security's If You See Something, Say Something campaign program manager Ryan Streeter shares more. To keep our communities safe, it's important for us to stay alert and report suspicious activity. If you see suspicious activity, report it to the nearest local law enforcement agency. Be ready to describe what and who you observed as well as when, where, and why it was suspicious. September 25th marks the fourth annual If You See Something, Say Something Awareness Day, 
and DHS is encouraging everyone to participate. Use hashtag CSAYDAY to post on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook to share why recognizing and reporting suspicious activity is important to you. You can also visit our website for more ideas and share important resources to inform others. To learn more, visit dhs.gov slash day. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listeners specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike's offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials for the buy one get one free offer on Giza sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great specials. That's 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Football is back and so is tailgating. Whether it's Friday Night Lights, Saturday College, or Pro Sundays, Solaire Portable Infrared Grills set up fast and heat up quickly. Only three minutes to searing hot temperatures, just like the big backyard Solaires. The Solaire grills will make you the master of the tailgater with the juiciest, most flavorful food in the parking lot. The fast grilling times leave you more time to talk up your team. And they cool down fast so you won't miss a minute of the game. The Solaire Anywhere and Solaire Everywhere portable infrared grills are perfect for any grilling on the go. From picnics to camping, RVs to boating, but especially tailgating. And they're made in the U.S say with the confidence of a 100-year-old family business. Amaze your tailgating friends with Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn more about these fantastic grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Maybe you've noticed um, a little inflation, or at least heard a lot of talk about it. You should only worry about it, though, if you're high class. Uh, and I'll let you decide whether you qualify. Uh, Ron Klain is the big guy's chief of staff, and he retweeted a tweet from an economist yesterday that said, most of the economic problems we're facing right now are high-class problems. Well, that's good for me because I've been told for years that I'm low-class, so I'm, I'm not worried about it. But I don't know about David Harsati. He's a senior writer at National Review, and he joins us now. David, thanks for coming on. I don't know. Are you high class? Are you worried, or are you just not worrying about it? No class. I'm no class. Um, <laughs> I am I am slightly worried about it. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, I don't pretend I'm an economist, and I don't know if this is going to be a short-term thing or a long-term thing, but I don't think anyone who uh, grew up in the 70s as I did uh, isn't nervous I was a little kid, of course, but uh, just nervous that when you hear the word inflation, it was obviously a huge deal in the 70s. To fix the problem, we had to raise interest rates really high, and we had two pretty big recessions. Uh, it's not any anything we want to go through again. Yeah, I, I lived through it, and I'll get to that in a second. But, but the big guy said a few months ago that we didn't have to worry about inflation. I guess... I guess that could just be added to a long list of things he said we didn't have to worry about, but we're now worrying think, about them a lot. Yeah, I think there's two parts to that. I mean, you know, uh, 
whether you want to blame him for inflation or not, listen, part of it, I think, is simply that we have a lot of demand now because, um, you know, pent up demand because of the COVID you know, shutdowns and all that. But the thing is, he's dismissive of the idea that seems like politically really problematic for him simply because, I mean, it's very tangible, right? People see prices going up. This isn't some like ideological debate over over, you know, some issue that doesn't really affect your lives. This is sort of thing that really people feel especially, you know, uh, people, retirees who have savings accounts who are just losing its, you know, it's losing its worth. So uh, that's problematic. And the, and the second thing is that he wants to pass another, you know, $5.5 trillion um, welfare state p- package that is going to dump a whole bunch of more cash into the, uh, into the economy. So, you know, that, that is definitely not going to help inflation either. So I think those two issues are tied to this one. But he says, by the way, uh, that... The massing spending bill will reduce inflation. I saw the soundbite uh, today or last night, I forget which. He said it three times. Reduce inflation. <laughs> reduce inf- it was It was during a town hall after he was president. Uh, and that was like three months ago. Right. Well, it's the same guy who says that uh, his bill cost us zero because other people are paying for it. I yeah. don't think that he's, uh, he's living in, in economic reality. But again, I think that simply by saying these sorts of things, I mean, it can backfire tremendously if we do have inflationary problems going into next year, which I think we will because the the Social Security Administration has already said that there'll be one of the highest cost of living uh, spikes in in spending in 30 years, I think. So obviously they think there'll be inflation next year. Yeah, and I mean, I I filled my my 13-gallon uh, uh, tank up yesterday. It cost me forty-eight bucks. I don't know. Uh, you're in Washington. I don't know what the what the um, what the the gas uh, prices are there, but it's up to three forty-five a gallon here. That's ridiculously high for here. Yeah, that too. I mean, that too. Nationally, I think we're at in, at, at, at highs like more than a decade. You know that we haven't seen in a decade. And the American people are not uh, usually high energy prices do not translate into good political fortunes for the people in power. So that's a different story. Also, I mean, there's inflation there, but there's also um, other problems out there um, as far as uh, supply and stuff. So and then, you know, when you have this supposedly a colder winter coming, it's going to cost people a lot of money. And I doubt they'll be very happy about it. Has there ever been any other president that you know of who suggested that a massive spending bill would reduce inflation? <laughs> no, not that I know of. I mean, I'm, I'm not a historian, but yeah. as far as I know, no one said that. I've also never heard of a president who said that a bill that costs trillions of dollars is, you know, has a zero price tag. That's also a new one for us. Yeah. Uh, would, I mean, what would be going on right now if a Republican, forget Donald Trump, any any non-Democrat, if he were in office right now, and the way this would be handled by the media compared to way, the way it's being ha- handled right now? Uh, I mean, we still have COVID that the media uh, are insistent upon being uh, hysterical about, but... Um, would would they be hysterical over these the, the economic issues going on right now if this were Republican president? Well, I, I think I think I think yes. I mean, uh, that would be the case with almost anything that's going on right now with Joe Biden. The way he doesn't speak to the press in any real way, take questions. The way you know he you know fumbled and bumbled through the Afghanistan withdrawal, which was a de- with deadly results, and on and on. I mean, but I think. Even the press is having a hard time protecting him. As you see, his poll numbers have fallen tremendously since he became president. Um, so I, I think we'd be in hysteria right now, especially within the inflation uh, issue. I think that would be number one. But instead, you have the media, at least here, from what I can see, busy writing about, you know, this bill they want to pass or writing about the January 6th commission or writing about, you know, whatever tr- Trump is talking about. I mean, they miss him more than, any, than anyone, the press in Washington. Yeah, I, I was not a little kid in the 70s, and I remember that. But uh, So you don't go back quite as far as I do. But in your lifetime, do you remember any president having this many things go this wrong this fast? No, I don't think so. I mean, certainly not a president whose fault it was, right? Like, right. you know, 9-11 happened for George Bush. Of course, right. you had to deal with that. and. Um, but these are mostly self, self-inflicted self wounds. Like, 
uh, I, I think that, 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 that Joe Biden had a real, real chance to actually be some sort of moderating president who could bring back some level of normalcy, maybe, at least from the eyes of Democrats. But instead, he's adopted virtually every far left proposal you can imagine and championed them. And he's created, I think, um, I think most people who voted for him didn't believe, or many people who voted for him didn't believe he would be that way. And I think that's part of why his popularity has fallen, not just only because he's incompetent, which, by the way, everyone should have known as well. It's not like uh, Joe Biden has ever been on top of things during his political career. He's always oh, been this way. Yeah. For 50 years, he's been wrong. Um, and, and we're talking to David Harsani. He's a senior writer at um, National Review. And also the author of a book I'm going to mention here in a minute. But um, so I, I did live through the Jimmy Carter '70s, uh, David. I, I was thrilled. This will be shocking to people, but I was thrilled to get 10 percent interest rates when I bought my first house in 1983. Uh, my dad was selling real estate in those days. Not a good business to be in. And I mean, um, you probably don't remember because you say you were a kid. You don't remember the details. You know, you remember people were – it was out there. People were upset about everything. But uh, you just imagine going to a bank. to you, You've decided it's time to borrow, uh, build a house or buy a house, and the interest rate is 16% or 13% or something like that. I mean, I was thrilled that I got 10% interest rate on a house that I built. Um, that was 1983. Now, that was long after Jimmy Carter was gone, and uh, three years after he was gone. So inflation is not a short-term problem, is it? Right. Um, I mean, I was a little kid, I mean, uh, but I do remember have memories of gas lines and things like that. Yeah. Or odd number days, or I forget how it works. Yeah, an odd number. Yeah. Like that. A license yeah. plate number. Uh, yeah. 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 But um, the interest rates had to go up actually to try to stop the inflation. So it was it was the way they tried to stop it, which obviously caused different problems for people. But it took a long time for the inflation rates to come back down. And uh, obviously, if, you, if, if you're a young person who wants to buy a house and you're you know, you have a I think my parents house did like a 15 percent interest rate. I mean, that's that's a huge amount of interest to pay over a 30 year loan. I mean, um so that has its own problems. I don't think it's going to be like that, but I mean, not that I'm, you know, I hate to make predictions. I don't think it's going to be that bad because I think the Fed has a better handle on monetary policy, but um, inflation is its own problem. It's a wealth, it's a tax on people and it destroys wealth. And I think it's something, like I said, people feel, you know, very quickly. And, it, and you know, you make plans 10 years ahead. Families think about these things and all of a sudden all their plans are going to be upended because of this. Unforeseen inflation. Now, one thing about it, though, and I just thought of this now: the interest rates were so high, lots of people were buying CDs. Uh, those are those were the big things to buy. Now you get like one percent if you buy one. Uh, back then, you could get ten, twelve, twelve percent, but it was it was inflation. So the money that was going up, you know, that was the, the costs of everything was up. So the money that you got, you felt great. Boy, I got this ten percent. But every day you would see that there's something you bought last week is now costing you more. Uh, and uh, he, 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 he has to – doesn't he has to uh, – he's, got he's gotten to the point where he has to acknowledge inflation now. I mean, he's trying to say that it wasn't happening for a while there. But he, he's, he's got to acknowledge it, even though he's doubling down on spending the $5 trillion. He he actually said that you know like you know that he that the passing it will help bring down inflation. I mean, you just make things up that have no bearing in reality. So I don't know if he's going to actually embrace any sort of realistic view on it. But I'm sure once the polls turn, he'll he'll say something or may have a commission come together. Um, but you know, politics today is such a short term concern. You know, he's thinking of probably about the midterms. Um, and right now, I don't think it looks very good for Democrats. But you never know what happens. Um, but if you have inflation and this summer you have people paying hundreds of, dollars, hundreds of dollars more for their heating bill and or, you know, you see a run on gas um, or during Christmas, as the White House mentioned, you can't buy the things you usually buy for your kids. I think those are the sorts of issues that really affect politics in ways many other things do not. Yeah. And now we have the shipping problem, the uh, the supply problem. Uh and I, I, I think uh, Jen Psaki has already blamed that on Trump. I know. They were supposed to come in and fix everything, but yet all yeah. they do is blame everything on the previous administration. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let me tell you, I mean, I think that people realize that, you know, COVID came, obviously, that's not something anyone could have expected. And you had the state making the economy shut down, your state induced shutdowns of the economy. But I think people realize that before that, the economy was doing actually quite well. And there shouldn't be this slow recovery. The recovery should be much stronger because it was an or it wasn't an organic recession. It was a man-made recession. Um, and because that's not happening, I think that's another reason why Democrats probably face, face some headwinds going into 2020. Well, you have a book coming out in a couple of weeks, and I want to have you on to talk about it when we get closer to the release date. And you don't want to start promoting it until it's available. I get that. But I, I had to ask you about this. The book is called Euro Trash. Sure. Why America Must Reject the Failed Ideas of a Dying Continent. And what I wanted to talk to you about was family leave, because I know that's a big deal in in, um, in Europe. And we got a guy, Pete Buttigieg, who um, is making $221,000 a year in a, in a job that's pretty important right now, since nobody can get anything shipped anywhere. He just uh, He's taken two months off at paid leave. How do they do it in Europe, and why should we be afraid of what they're doing over there? Well, I just want to say the funniest thing about uh, Pete Buttigieg taking off two months is that no one actually knew he did it until, like, yesterday, you know, when right. someone reported Nobody it. Nobody missed him. No one even knew he was gone. Right. right. No, one, no one even knows he's there. Um, well, you know, the state makes – it depends which country, but there's very long paternity leaves. I forget what the exact they are, but sometimes it's numerous months for both parents – um, and listen, I, I, I think if a company wants to give off time on its own to employees as a way maybe to get better people to work for their company, whatever it is, I'm not against that. I think spending time with your newborn is an excellent thing to do and people should try to do it. But when you force companies to do that, all you're doing is embedding the cost of it into uh, your salary, like in the sense that, uh, you know, people will just pay you less and, and char- you know, charge you for, for that sort of thing. So. It, you, you think it works well, but mo- many people don't need it or want it or have jobs that they need it for. You know, they, they, they already ha- are spending the time with their new, newborns. So I just think that, you know, I mean, uh, th- th- that the American system is not built for that sort of state intervention to how you run your family or don't run your family, basically. But in Europe, when, when they're talking about um, uh, family leave, though, they're not talking about uh, the companies doing it voluntarily. It's state-induced, and, and do people get a check from the state, like you do a Social Security <laughs> check, or, or, do, or do they make the company, you know, your employer pay you? No, they just make your employer pay. Like, there are rules. It depends where you are in Europe. But it's like, it's not even just parental leave. Like, in, in I think it's in France, you you know, there are laws that tell companies that they're not allowed, that, that employees aren't allowed to work over a certain amount of hours, even if they want to, or on weekends, even if they want to. Uh, I think there's a law that you can't even call your employees on their days off, you know, if you want to. So there are lots of laws dictating how people work. I think that undermines competitiveness. And it's, um, and some people, I know, you know, liberals don't like to hear this sometimes, but some people like to work. They find meaning in yeah. work and they want to work more hours and it makes them happy and it gives them worth. And um, they don't view work as something that they always want to avoid or that's just, sort of, you know, sort of this terrible thing. They like to work. And uh, and that's why we're so much we're so more competitive and productive than most European countries because I think we have that attitude here. Well, if my dad would have stayed home for two months after each one of the five of us ha- were born, uh, there's no way my mother's and my dad's uh, marriage would have lasted. There's just no way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, don't you think, David? If uh, this is kind of off the subject, but if you. Uh, if 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 you have to be home for two months after having a kid as a father, might it be a, a pretty good idea to think more seriously about whether or not you should want to have a kid if it involves you have to stay home for two months? I, I don't I don't get what you do for two months. You see a plunge a plunging in 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 fertility rates in the country, right? I mean, uh, uh. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that you know the, your wife probably you know the mom, your mom wanted a break occasionally, but I'm not sure if she wanted your dad hanging around all the time. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm out of time, David. We'll have you on again when your when your book comes out. I'll say the name again: Euro Trash: Why America Must Reject the Failed Ideas of a Dying Continent. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Talk okay. to you soon. Okay, that's David Harsanya. Harsani, and he's uh, from National Review, and we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Biden administration plans to reinstate a Trump-era border policy. The Justice Department says beginning next month, asylum seekers will have to wait in Mexico for hearings in U.S. immigration court, complying with a judge's order. The Mexican government, which has raised concerns that U.S. officials are working to address, must give its approval. About 70,000 asylum seekers have been subject to the Remain in Mexico policy, which President Trump introduced in January 2019 and which President Biden suspended on his first day in office. Mike Hemp in Washington. The Biden administration says it will turn next to the Supreme Court in another attempt to halt a Texas pro-life law after an appeals court again left in place the law that bans abortions once cardiac activity is detected. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! AM 1250, The Answer. Larry Elder presents The Facts. This is Larry Elder, and having had some time reflecting on the elections, on the current state of our government, both in California and throughout the country, I cannot wait to come back on the air and share with you the amazing experiences I've had over the last few months, and especially what we need to do now to save our republic. So join me Monday, October 18th on this great station when the great Eldersky Larry Elder returns. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Right now, people are home with their more often and I think now especially with the shedding they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue and Dynavite has helped tremendously in our house with that. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times I said you know what I'll, I'll give it a shot and I ordered it and tried it and it worked. The Dynavite the being at home working with them they all love it. Me and Chewy are together 24-7. Within three weeks he's not scratching and itching and he's an all-around happier dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Hanging on to some heavy delays, Parkway West inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Bridge, where a crash blocks the right lane, causing that delay. Outbound Parkway West, that's busy from 19 to Carnegie and from 79 to Campbell's Run Road. Parkway East seeing some pretty typical volume delays outbound from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Outbound 28 slows Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. It will be cloudy and mild tonight with a thunderstorm in the evening. That'll be followed by rain and a thunderstorm late tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 59. Cloudy skies for tomorrow. It'll be breezy with rain tapering off. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 60. 
We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with a blend of sun and clouds. It'll be breezy, noticeable change to temperatures, more typical of fall. We'll reach a high Sunday of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, in case you missed it, this is a big day for Kamala Harris. Um, she uh, won the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award for saying this on Columbus Day. 1934. Every October, the United States has recognized the voyage of the European explorers who first landed on the shores of the Americas. But that is not the whole story. That has never been the whole story. Those explorers ushered in a wave of devastation for tribal nations, perpetrating violence, stealing land, and spreading disease. We must not shy away from this shameful past, and we must shed light on it and do everything we can to address the impact of the past on Native communities today. Okay, so um, let's shed some light. Um, Bill Bill Donahue, who's the president of the Catholic League, uh, in defense of, of the insanity and the uh, hysteria over uh, Christopher Columbus over the last, I don't know how many years, he uh, did a piece at, uh, at uh, cnsnews.com, and he quotes a, a historian named William D. Rubenstein, who wrote a book called Genocide. And uh, this is what he writes, uh, Rubenstein. Recent historians sympathetic to the plight of the American Indians at the hands of European settlers from 1492 onwards have repeatedly noted that while 95% of Indians living in the Americas perished, according to those historians, over the century or so after the coming of the white man, most of the diminution uh, of, uh, in population uh, occurred through such factors as the importation of virulent diseases uh, previously unknown in the Americas, the destruction of settled lifestyles, enslavement, and the psychological effects of conquest, rather than through overt murders and slaughters, although plenty of those took place, and nobody's dying that. So here is a list of some of the things that uh, that these noble savages were doing when the uh, evil white men from Europe showed up. And, and when you hear this, uh, and maybe send, uh, put yourself in the place of someone, an uneducated uh, a group of people who have been nowhere except wherever they came from in Spain or Italy, whoever, wherever they uh, had, had been before they got on the ship or ships to come over here. They knew Europe and they knew what was uh, a, a, very, um, a very civilized uh, society that they came from. And then they they came here and they discovered who was living here. And here's some of the things that they uh, that they came across. Long before the Salem witch trials, the Navajo believed that witches ran rampant and caused all manners of destruction. This belief filled the tribe with a sense of fear and foreboding. To counteract this, anyone believed to be a witch, usually someone on the fringes of the tribe, faced violence and death. Frequently, witches were scapegoats for anything that ne- negatively impacted the tribe. And then there's this group. Now, there are a lot of different tribes. Among the Yanomano Indians, uh, Yanomamo Indians of Venezuela, women were forbidden to have intercourse with their husbands throughout pregnancy until the child was weaned. To avoid extended periods of celibacy, Yanomamo couples would kill their infants. This is what, and see, this is what I don't understand why people can't see. This is what the people who came from a civilized place who were not educated themselves, but the only thing they were educated in was what they knew to be human civilization, and they came across these people who were living in the Stone Age. And so why wouldn't they be expected to think that these people need to be helped? Uh, And, you know, obviously killing them and raping them is not the way you help them, but, um, but to think that they that these people coming from Europe would look at these uh, people who were living in the Stone Age and consider them equals as far as their standing on the planet Earth and whether or not they should, um, whether or not they needed to be helped to get, you know, maybe a few hundred more years beyond B.C. 
in their civilization. Inuit adults encourage children to kill small animals and birds by torturing these defenseless creatures to death. Even their sled dogs, vital to their ability to cross the vast icy expanses, were not spared abuse. Sled dogs were frequently kicked and abused for no reason. If a dog was injured during a journey across the tundra, the dog would be mercilessly beaten and then abandoned to die alone in the frozen wilderness. Although some have claimed that this might have been done to direct aggression away from humans and towards animals, the Inuit uh, were prone to outbursts of lethal violence and killed one another at alarmingly high rates. Again, this is what they discovered when they got off the boat. Uh, the Hudson Bay Inuit believed that boiled meat was man's food, too good for women to have. Um, the men of the Mehinaku tribe in Brazil frequently used threats of gang rape to assert their dominance over their women. The Aztecs sacrificed as many as 250,000 people per year. 250,000 people per year to appease their bloodthirsty gods. Victims had their beating hearts ripped out of their chests. Their corpses were eaten by the Aztec nobility. Most of the sacrificial victims were either prisoners of war or tribute from surrounding tribes to avoid war with the Aztecs. The Aztecs were constantly at war or using their military to intimidate tribute from nearby tribes. Although they had acquired many riches through their strength of arms, the average Aztec received none of the spoils of war. Instead, wealth remained in the hands of the nobles. Commoners lived impoverished lives, and the poorest among the landless peasants would sell themselves into slavery. Today, this is great here. Today in California schools, as part of their multicultural curriculum, children are told to chant prayers to the same Aztec gods who demanded human sacrifices. They are now being sued for crossing church and state lines. The Tonkawa Indians of central Texas were cannibals. They would raid other tribes to take captives. Unlike other tribes, the Tonkawa would eat these captives without any religious ceremony. This is the people that uh, who were here when the, these evil Europeans came. This is what they discovered. People living in, what, 500 B.C. That's what they were doing. From 1640 to 1698, the Iroquois Confederation, dominated by the Mohawk tribe, waged war on the Algonquin tribes and their French allies in the Great Lakes region in, his, in what is known as the Beaver Wars. In the 1620s, the Iroquois began, began trading furs at the Dutch trading post on the Hudson River. This gave them access to European weapons with powerful trading connections and a few uh, a new arsenal of superior weapons. The Iroquois sought to expand their power by taking rich hunting grounds away from the surrounding tribes. So what did they do? What did Kamala Harris say that the white Europeans did? They stole land? Looks like maybe the uh, the Iroquois Confederation did the same thing. And the Indians were stealing land from each other, conquering each other. It's kind of the way the world was back then. So uh, just a little bit of a perspective on uh, you know what Christopher Columbus, not just Christopher Columbus, because lots of people followed him, but what Christopher Columbus and those guys on the on the three ships that he came over on, what they discovered as they uh, roamed around uh, what I guess back then was uh, the Dominican, what is now the Dominican Republic. Um, but, you know, the others, uh, the Spanish ended up in Florida and all over the place, and the, the English came in the, in the northeast uh, uh, what of, of what is now the United States, and they all ran into the same things. They, they were savages who were eating each other, killing each other, having wars among each other, stealing each other's land, uh, taking slaves. That's what they were doing. That doesn't justify any of the atrocities that were definitely committed by the white uh, settlers who came here. But let's just not look at the Indians as though they were uh, uh, noble savages sitting around uh, smoking peace pipes. That's not what was going on when they came here. Uh, I'm going to take a little break. I'll be right back, and we're going to hear from uh, Randy Moss and Jason Whitlock. Some pretty interesting stuff here.
It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. Mounds and mounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Marquette Mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I would seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I come from an area, uh, I should say, I shouldn't say an area, I come from an era when everyone had ashtrays in their house. Remember that? If you have to be of a certain age, remember that? There were ashtrays in your car, a lighter in your car. Everybody smoked. Well, now smoking uh, and, and smokers are outcasts. Uh, you see them smoking out on a cold winter day. They have to step outside the office and smoke outside, even stepping outside their homes. So it's, a, it's an unhealthy habit that uh, I think most people who have it want to quit it. And we are here to tell you about a way to do that. It's called uh, MyNicotineTest.com, and uh, it's all based on urine tests. You take a urine test. When you want to check your weight, what do you do? You step onto a scale. Well, the My Nicotine Test, it measures the nicotine levels using urine test strips, and it monitors your progress. And then MyNicotineTest.com individualizes your personal chemistry with your smartphone, and it guarantees the highest success. It's 70% it's working right now. And it was developed by a guy who uh, worked with the uh, New York City Fire Department. He had a an amazing success rate with them and uh, is passing it on to you. And right now, MyNicotineTest.com, you can get the first three tests for less than what it costs for a carton of cigarettes. Go to MyNicotineTest.com and check it out. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, you know all about John Gruden. He's never going to be seen again unless he shows up on Oprah on his rehabilitation tour uh, because of the emails he sent. Well, uh, and you know, I'm going to assume you know all the, the story about that, some racist things that uh, were said there or, or things that were considered to be racist by some anyway. Um, here's Randy Moss on NFL Network talking about John Gruden's emails the other day. 
obviously there's going to be a lot of emotional responses to this. Teddy, I, I hear you saying basically if you were in that locker room today, you kind of just put your head down and you think of him as the leader in terms of the decision maker, but not necessarily a leader you respect. I'm curious from your perspective, Randy, if you were in that locker room today, would you be able to play for him? You know, to, to speaking in Teddy, Teddy's point, you know, Basically, you hear us talk about we got a work to do, we got a job to do, and that's to provide for our families. And 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 Teddy hit it right right on the head of of just putting your head down and going playing football. You know, I I speak about the game of football. I fell in love with the game of football. Sam was six years old, and I get emotional talking about it because of situations like this. My civil rights were taken were 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 kind of messed with in high school over the color of my skin. And now being able to mm. play 14 years in the National Football League, to have something like this of a leader. We talk about leadership. We give guys these big contracts because they want to be able to lead 70 men, coaches, equipment staff, and managers to the number one goal, and that's to win a championship. And for us to be moving back and not forward in 21st century, like I said, man. National Football League, this hurts me. The clock is ticking, man. I'm sorry. So he got pretty emotional there, and uh, you have to have some sympathy for him. I mean, he's a black guy, and that's, that's the way he reacts to it. That's his life. That's the life he's lived. But Jason Whitlock is also a black guy, uh, and he uh, used to work for ESPN. Now he's at Blaze TV, and uh, he went off on Randy Moss. Listen. And for us to be moving back and not forward in 21st century, like I said, man, National Football League, this hurts me. The clock is ticking, man. I'm sorry. For us to be moving back, not forward, you know, we went 10 years into John Gruden's emails and we found racism in those emails from John Gruden back. We're not looking forward. We're not moving forward. The NFL, this hurts. This, this hurts. Those emails hurt me. Didn't they hurt you? I mean, oh my God. He said, Demore Smith has big lips. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Demore Smith has big lips. And he said it in an email. That was Jason Whitlock, not all that sympathetic with uh, with Randy Moss, and uh, he went on uh, and just talked about how just the weakness that you got. You can't be that weak with, a, with an email from a white man is going to get you to start crying. It, it, he just he had no patience for it. And uh, Jason Whitlock's one of my favorite people in the media, and he's not a favorite among liberals, and especially liberal black uh, people in the media. But um, he just doesn't want to hear about it. And uh, he's not all that offended by John Gruden's emails. So uh, I got something else here I want to play for you. This is, um, this is Joe Rogan. He's a big-time podcaster. And he's talking to Sanye Gupta. He's the CNN chief medical correspondent. Now, Rogan had COVID. He took ivermectin. He said it helped, and CNN and all the other networks laughed at him, made fun of him, said he didn't, it didn't help him, it was ridiculous. They said ivermectin is a, a, a horse dewormer, and uh, so he got Sanye Gupta to come on his show, and he confronted him about what was said about him on CNN. Listen. Horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, and it's a lie that's a willing that's that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah. They're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see the thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Stop taking this stuff or something like that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel, Prize. Winning, the Nobel Prize in 2015? Yeah. yeah no, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie? And say that's horse dewormer. I can afford people medicine, mother. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is. Thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like here it is. 
This is ivermectin. You got this it right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, do you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that that's to, a problem that your news network not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way but, more can, billions can, of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, things no. on you my ledger to, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied. Well, Just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask. I you didn't think that was did, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before. But they coming did it the with such glee. No, yes, Joe. I watched. <laughs> Everybody watched, and uh, Sonya. At least he gives him some credit for going in there and sitting in there with Joe Rogan, but. Um, you see, the media, the, the mostly liberal media, they hate a guy like Joe Rogan because he doesn't have a uh, an editor, and he just does his thing. He's got a podcast that millions and millions of people listen to. He's making tons of money. He's reaching tons of people, and people love him. And he's not on CNN, and he's not on MSNBC, and he's not on Fox. He's his own guy. So he's, you know, an individual, and they just don't like that, and he just absolutely destroyed Dr. Gupta. And uh, that'll be it for this week. Good week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Darren. And I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.